Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us. And hi, listening to us. Thank you for making the sports and the world podcast a part of your day. I'm Ladarius Brown, and I hope all of you are well and safe and have a great week. And I know it's different to have the show come out on a Saturday, but next week I'll there'll be some changes to the show. No, nobody's getting replaced. But there will be some changes in terms of the release date, things I want to add, and social media on the social media front as well. But that's for next week. This week, on this episode, I want to talk about sports and the impact it had today in this climate. But before we get there, let me lead with this. One of the things that I think is very important is conversation. I believe in having dialogue. I believe that if we all sit down, we can talk. And people may think, ah, oh, well, yeah, there's what's your point. And if you look at the issues in America today, we can sit down and talk about it. We can sit down and have a discussion about it. Devoid of stereotypes, devoid of, you know, saying who's right and who's wrong. And more importantly, you hold one another accountable for their actions on both sides. And the reason why I wanted to lead with that on this episode, it's something that happened the other day. I was on Twitter. And Twitter is sometimes like, you know, Alice fell down the rabbit hole. But yeah, I think Twitter's a little bit deeper than that. So I was on Twitter and I replied to a, a tweet that was put out by Nicole Arbor, who I think is very, very bright. I think she's very talented. She, you know, I follow on all the platforms that I can because she puts out thought, thought-provoking concepts and, and tweets. So the other day, it was no different. She put out a tweet of a video of this of a black guy who was yelling at a white guy you know for being on the sidewalk and I guess taking up the sidewalk and it was just yelling and it was if you go to her Twitter page you you'll see it but Miss Arbor you know essentially tweeted that she was disappointing the black community and and essentially that you know it's setting you know a setting back of the progress. Now, I agree with I agree with to a degree of what she said. I'm not going to read the entire, you know, reply to the tweet that I, you know, I put on the uh, on her tweet. But I just simply said that one black person, one black man, is not representative of an entire community. And you know, I'll hold him accountable as others in the black community should. But to say, to say that you're disappointed is a stretch. And like I say, it, people liked it. And that wasn't the point of me putting out to get likes and tweets and all that. Hey, that's great. Because it lets people know that 
hey, people are getting what I'm saying. I'm not putting up gibberish. But it leads me to the point that we do this all the time in this country. Is is that we lump one or two people more than that and think it represents an entire community. I said, go back to 9-11. You had some Americans thinking that every Muslim in this country was a terrorist. When in fact, they weren't. Why? Because of the actions of the few. And we thought that was representative. That many people thought that that was representative of the entire Muslim community. The black community. You know, they, we commit crime. Well, every black person's a criminal. If white people commit crime, that, I never heard anyone say, hey, white people commit, I never heard it say, all white people commit crime. They do too. But to be more specific with the white people, not every white person's a racist. Like, yeah, the Klan is full of white people. But not every white person in America is not wearing a hood. They, they're not racist. We've lumped groups of people. We've lumped individuals into a community and think it's representative based on said person or person's actions. And you and I both know it's not true. And that was the point of that tweet, is that you can apply it to, to any concept. With the police, not every cop is a bad cop. But, if you don't hold the bad cops accountable, then that kind of makes you bad. And that concept applies to communities. If you see a white person, and you know what they're doing is wrong. And people have, have admitted on Twitter that they've seen white people talk to black people, use profanity, use, more importantly, use very, very divisive language. They didn't say anything. That made them just as accountable as for them for, the, for not saying anything. And I feel in the black community, we can understand, there are thousands of videos out there now where black people are attacking white people. We gotta hold them accountable because all you're doing is causing a cycle that seems to never going to cease and desist. And I'm not, and I said, I'm not disappointed, but I'm angry because I do feel it deters progress. It's deterring the progress that we're trying to make to have equal, we have equality in this country. Something that we we can't fully say. And I'll just throw this in. We can't say all lives matter when black lives hasn't mattered. I'm not talking for decades. I'm talking for centuries. So we can't use that turn of phrase. Listen, all lives do matter, but can we say that in great confidence when one or two groups in this country Black, you know, black people, Native Americans. How can how can we say? How can we say that everybody's life matters 
when essentially history has shown quite the reciprocal of that. So that's something that I feel had to be addressed. Back to my main point. I hold, listen, if you watch the video, I, I, I encourage you to watch the video. And you hold him accountable for what he did. Because that white man has didn't do anything. And I've seen on Twitter where people tweeted out that black people just come to me and yell at them for, and they haven't done anything. We got to stop doing that, black people. We got to stop doing that. Because you're putting your anger at the wrong person. Minding their own business in the same way. And I'm not trying to equate the two. Don't at me on that. What I'm simply saying here is, is that if we're just having, if two black people are having a conversation and a white person comes up and yells at them, we're having a different conversation. But I feel it should be the same conversation. It's simply, it's simply this. If you just treat each other the same and you treat each other fair, a lot of things could get done. But that can't exist if you don't check people when they don't do it. Look at, you know, look at sports. Look what they did to Donald Sterling. It just wasn't the black players. But the, the few white players that are in the league, they also wanted Donald Sterling out. Because it's one thing if the black players want, but the white players were like, oh, we're cool. It changes the concept. But everybody was on board with that. Because even they checked Donald Sterling. The white community said, hey, that's wrong. You got to go. Black community, any community, you got to do that. You got to check your own from time to time. I'm not saying, but when you know something is wrong and you know it, but you don't say it because they're the same color as you, that color gets in the way of your judgment. Stop it. Because progress cannot occur if we do not hold each other accountable. This is the problem that you see in society. I understood exactly what Ms. Arbor was saying. I'm not disappointed. It's upsetting. Because to be disappointed in people nowadays, they don't care. Do you think that, you know, the white people who attack black people and vice versa, do you think they care that, hey, I'm disappointed? Or do they care that we think they're disappointed? That we're just no, they don't. But if you get angry, you get upset. But you do it in such a way you don't go up there and you go blow for blow with people. You can make change. You take that anger, you take that frustration, and you take it to that table, and you call them out to the carpet, and you hold them accountable, and you keep them honest. Because if you don't, that's not how change is going to happen if you cannot get why the other side if you can't get what they're doing is wrong then how can you expect it in your group to know that it's wrong because you've allowed it you can use any movement in this country and apply the concept 
the Me Too movement, what was happening? White people, was it? Other people were not holding other people accountable. And they knew what was taking place. They knew that actresses and women in, in Hollywood were being taken advantage of and nobody spoke. You can read stories that, listen, well, I didn't say anything. Well, then they're just as accountable and white people need to hold them accountable. Because if it's a white person, you hold them accountable. If you're in Hollywood, you hold them accountable. The point is, is that don't let the fact of the, of the status or race get in the way. If they're like you and you know what they're doing is wrong, you need to get, get in their face. I'm not saying you throw punches, but you get them to understand you are hurting yourself more than helping. And yes, there are thousands of videos out there where innocent white people are getting attacked by white people. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to deny the internet. It's there. My point is, you got to hold them accountable. Black people, if you see another black person beating the hell out of someone, you stop it. Don't encourage it. White people, that applies to any community. Stop making it okay. Because it's not. Because at the end of the day, if we all want the progress and the change in this country, we can talk about it, but we can't talk about it if we're not saying, hey, if we're talking about holding the other group accountable and without holding ourselves accountable, then it's going to be a stalemate. It's going to be a chessboard or a checkerboard where nobody can't move. It's going to be a stalemate. But in order to start moving pieces and to start getting the ball rolling, don't worry. Not only should you hold the other side accountable, but hold your side accountable. Because look, listen, take politics. You have Republicans who are holding the President of the United States accountable for his words. They understand, hey, that Republican, listen, I don't like what he's saying. And some Democrats are holding other Democrats accountable. You have to hold one another accountable in the same capacity you hold the other side accountable. Because at the end of the day, if you don't, there's not progress. Because, listen, when I was on Twitter, someone had the nerve, and it was probably a bot. Some of, oh, that's the representative of who they are. Some are black people. And we're not. Not all black people are filling to the stereotypes. Not all white people are filling to the stereotypes. At the end of the day, if you do a poll, I would bet, and I'm not, I'm really a gambling man, but I would bet that they, white, the white community and the black community want the same thing. They want equality because we cannot live in a world of inequality. We did that and it just didn't work because if it was still working, it still exists. Think about that. If you think of any community in the country, listen, nobody is sitting, you, listen, use the police, use the cops. Nobody is saying, oh, take all the, you know, fire all the cops. 
is, is that listen if you're a cop and you know what another cop is doing is wrong you do something use your judgment don't let a shield stop you from that because on that issue I was somewhat torn because you know I think I mentioned on the previous episode that you know I have a criminal justice degree and a lot of the professors that I had were police officers and I respect them and I know them per, you know personally enough to know that they're good they're good men and they're good people and they're not representative of the bad that that you're seeing so the reality is check your own before we talk about once again before I close the segment check your own hold each other accountable in the same light that you would hold another side accountable because true change doesn't start on the outside it starts within use sports I gotta throw in sports a team wins when you build the team from the inside out not the outside in because you need to protect inside your quarterback offensive lineman your time think of it that way check yourselves balance yourselves because at the end of the day we can't expect to grow if we don't check check it every once in a while and speaking of checking things you check out this mini break when we come back I'm going to talk about sports and how it impacts and its impact on what's transpiring in the world today that's next here on the sports and the world podcast And welcome back in to the Sports and the World Podcast. And just a reminder before we continue, you can listen to this episode and every episode at anchor.fm slash sports the world or wherever you listen to your podcast. And check us out on social media, on Facebook to facebook.com slash sports the world as well on Twitter and Instagram with the handles at sports the world. And before we wrap up this episode, we have to talk about sports. Because one of the things that I do, I want to balance out, if we talk about the world, which we did in the first segment, I feel we're going to talk about sports. And one of the reasons why I started this whole podcast was to have a conversation about the impact of sports in the world when the world seems to be uneven and unbalanced when we need levity when we need a release and given what's going on in the world with COVID-19 it's been a struggle but I want to talk about sports in the concept of and piggyback what I said last week about platform the impact of sports has changed I believe over the last 20 years I believe that now the athletes are more and more vocal. That's thanks to social media. But more importantly, I think athletes understand their platform. 
more and more. But could you imagine for a minute if Muhammad Ali and Twitter and Facebook was around? He'd probably be one of the most followed people, not just in sports, but probably in the country. Because he understood his platform. He understood the role that he played in speaking out on the issues that he was more than an athlete. And and I feel that more and more athletes are doing that. You know, when you see LeBron James, if you want to pick something that LeBron James was better than MJ at, especially during the playing career, MJ was not as vocal about social issues because you got to understand when MJ was playing, listen, the Rodney King riots happened. You know, you know, even though, you know, before you watch the last dance, they talked about when it was a Republican running in the state of Illinois for Senate. And he said that Republicans buy sneakers too. And I also meet with the story because I remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar saying something, you know, years before the last dance came out when it came to that topic. But LeBron has used his voice and his platform to speak out on injustices. You know, whether it's, you know, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, even what's going on now in the climate. And it's important. Because for those who say who tell athletes to shut up and and play ball or, you know, tell them to sit down, what if I take your profession and tell you to, you know, to sit down, shut up, and do your job. What if I told someone who's a lawyer, sit down, shut up, and, and you know, and you know, be a be a lawyer. If I told you to sit down and shut up and prosecute cases and or defend the or defend your clients. What if I told a nurse, especially you know, what if I told anybody in their profession to sit down and shut up and speak? No, everyone has the right to their opinion. And listen. I said it last week. We all have a platform that's our voice, even if you don't use social media. And the athletes are no different because now they have voices and social media. And and I think the thing that gets me is, is that when we're living in a country and where sports are becoming more conscious and aware, because let's just face the reality I'm a huge sports fan you know spoiler alert but I also understand that a lot of these leagues have been known not to be in favor of people who look like me look at Major League Baseball I say if you look at football more specifically college football like you didn't see a lot of us playing until 50s and 60s. By that point, the league was around long enough where you could play. But the the point is, is that sports is taking a huge, is taking vital steps. And I think seeing Roger Goodell talk about and essentially saying without saying it that Colin Kaepernick was right. And I'll be the first one to say that I was skeptical about what Kaepernick was doing until I had to do my personal research until you this is what I always tell people study don't let don't let you know certain aspects of the media don't let certain people tell you how to feel you find a way to feel for yourself by researching and you'll come up with the feeling 
And when I realized what he was doing and why he was doing it, and you give me what's happening in the world today with Breonna Taylor, what's happening with Ahmaud Aubrey, what's happening in the world with George, George Floyd, that's what he was standing up against. He was not doing it to be a distraction. He used his platform. And we could argue the semantics of should he have done it during the national that we can have that discussion another day. But the point is is that athletes are becoming voices bigger than those who aren't athletes. Because you they understand the importance of hey, if you see it's wrong, just like I mentioned in the first segment, you hold everybody accountable. Whether you like them or not. It's why everybody is not vocal. It's because they don't want to offend people or upset people. And you could argue maybe that's why Jordan didn't speak on a lot of issues. Because he didn't want to alienate anybody. He didn't want to seem like he was crass. But LeBron doesn't care. A lot of these athletes don't care. Like, look what's going on with baseball. Even with these owners. Like, these baseball players don't care. Every Listen, they don't care. These athletes don't care because at the end of the day, they understand that they're bigger than the owners. They understand that now. There was a point in time where you couldn't have a player speak out and be vocal. But now you can. Social media has elevated their platform on top of their voice, as I mentioned earlier. Like, I want to harp in on this really college football as I mentioned historically has been very very racist especially in the south I live in the south I'm a Gator fan the SEC do your history and they have a history of that and when you see recently you know with Dabo Sweeney you know refusing to fire a coach for saying the n-word for one of his coaches saying the n-word in a meeting on the practice field, you know, Mike Gundy wearing an OAN shirt, which is a heavily conservative show. Which, which here's the thing. Let me, let me go on that point real quick. Listen, people aren't upset about the shirt. It's the fact that of Mike Gundy's, if you dig deeper, there are allegations already on top of this. So people who understood like an ex-teammate, of his at Oklahoma State said he used the n-word back when he was in their playing days so it's not just the shirt the shirt represents something but the person itself represents something greater but now back to my now circling back to my point it is that these college athletes understand and and the reality is, is that they understand that their voices in the Big Ten Commission Kevin Warren wants them to elevate their voices and wants them to be vocal because they understand you're more than athletes you're going to be you're going to be men and women out there in the world and you have the right to speak and use your platform if you go into sport if you you become a pro in your sport or you just become a pro at life that you have a voice because what's happening is that you shouldn't be silenced because you're an athlete that's essentially saying you should be silent because you're black. You should be silent because you're a woman. No, it should never be. 
everybody has a voice and a platform. Look what's going on with the LGBTQ community. You have athletes speaking on who are LGBTQ using their platform. And the same when they're talking about racial injustice. We need that. We need that in our society. Because sports, people understand, millions of people watch sports. So it's not like they don't know who these athletes are. They know who they are. But now, now that they know that, hey, they represent, that's me out there, and they're going to use their platform that I can't use to speak for me, you don't understand what that means. For example, for LeBron, when LeBron James speaks, you don't know what that means. For a kid of color who could be anywhere, New Jersey, Montana, New York, anywhere across the country, that, hey, you can be more than an athlete. Or when you see someone like Sue Bird, who I love, I would love to interview, by the way, she's speaking to girls. She's speaking to young women who may be LBGDQ. That's me up there. That's she's using her voice to speak for me. That's important. To me, just like wrestling to me. You know, seeing Titus O'Neil, you know, being nominated for the Muhammad Ali Award with the ESPYs for his work. Because as a wrestling fan, wrestling has its own history. But to see him be the face essentially of a company and their cumulative efforts. It touched me the same way when I saw Kofi Kingston win the championship. Things impact people differently for different reasons. And they've used, and every person that I mentioned has used their platform to speak on what's going on, on injustice, because they understand that the only thing that separates themselves from everybody else is that they have an elevated platform and they can people can hear louder it's just like you know people can't hear you it's like they have a bigger megaphone than we do and the one thing I want to touch on to circle back to college football that really irked me was was Mike Gundy because I said I'd, I'd circle back to it is is that you know, that half excuse of an apology. And, you know, because listen, he was going to lose players over that. And these allegations don't help. You know, their star running back, Chella Hubbard, you could argue he's probably one of the best, maybe the best running back in the country. So essentially said, listen, I'm not coming back on the campus until until we get something resolved here. So guess what happened? My gun got on the horn and said, I need to fix this. Whether you question his intentions are genuine or not, me personally, I think it's it's just as it's just as genuine as a two dollar bill. But anyway, the point of it is is that using your platform, Chevrolet Hubbard knew that he was arguably the most recognizable face on that campus. And he knew his voice would change. And you're gonna see that a lot. And it's important that we have the conversation. These athletes have conversations. So we understand they're people too. And we should listen. 
Because when we listen to them, we understand is that we listen to athletes. Kids listen to athletes. Whether you want to believe it or not, they're role models to some of these kids. In the same way I grew up wrestling, you know, seeing, you know, Ahmed Johnson and seeing, you know, someone who looked like me in wrestling. It's the same impact that when a girl sees Sue Bird or Simone Biles. You know, hey, that I can do that. It's all about representation and using the platform to speak out on issues. But with that is this week's episode of the Sports and the World Podcast. And once again, you can check us out on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash sports the world and also join our Facebook group on there as well. And on Twitter, it's at sports the world and also my personal Twitter account is Ladarius underscore Brown. And more importantly, our website go to and you can go and check us out online as well and I'll leave the link in the description below. And until next time, until I hear until you hear me again and I hear you back as well. I'm Ladarius Brown. Be real, be you, be blessed, be safe. Until next time, here from the Sports and the World Podcast.